This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. I'm here with our founder, Rocky Fleming. Welcome, Rocky. Welcome and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Um, We always, every year we've done this podcast, we always have done like a special Christmas Mm -hmm. podcast. So this is it today. So uh, we love to uh, share our Christmas spirit with all of our followers out there and all the people who follow Christ in this ministry and yeah the snow with us. Yeah. the snow and the uh, guys on the sled out there the one horse sled that are going <laughs> down the streets and dropping off candy at the office and and all the other things that you know most people don't experience yeah yeah not <laughs> I was picturing was like it the, 55 degrees <laughs> yeah that's right. sunny. <laughs> I'm picturing like Dickens Christmas you know uh, the little village oh, in London yeah, definitely, and, uh, definitely little fires don't outside. We, <laughs> is that what we sum it up in our mind is that picture yeah, yeah. but we do love Christmas mm-hmm. um, just always a special time of the year and um for both of us, we have great memories of our childhood and yeah. all that. We talk about that a lot, but uh, but uh, you know, you you have a great imagination, so you, you're always good about helping us remember, think about what was really going on. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, what comes to mind this Christmas when you're thinking about the Christmas story and all the elements of the Christmas story that we oh. we read about? Well, you know, there's there's so many things that. Uh, that I've been uh, experienced uh, where the focus was growing right. up. Right? Sure. And you can go back to the the little manger scenes where you had, you know, uh, children that were reenacting that and shepherds with false beards and <laughs> 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 little boys standing up and little girls there and a baby doll that's frozen stiff because it's, it's a toy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, and, and you grow up with that and it's not, it's kind of like, okay, that's part of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then you, then you hear the Christmas songs, whether they're jingle bells and all of that, or they get into, you go to church and they start singing Christmas hymns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's generally a cold night uh, where I lived uh, around Christmas, although it didn't necessarily have to be, but you know, cold, clear night was part of my Christmases that I enjoyed, and the imagination did go wild then. Hmm. But then, you know, the lights were always important because it just, again, was a, a reminder. And my church uh, lived was on a hill that was not far from our house, a little country church. And one Christmas, they decided to put a star on the roof, big star that you could see from the highway way down the road. And uh, and they had it for that year, but then they decided to keep it from then on. Mm. And uh, it was Eastview Baptist Church in Laurel, Mississippi. 
And uh, and then you know the the Christmas parades weren't they good? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, you get into the story itself, and the focus is all, of course, on Jesus mm-hmm. in the manger. And then you get the story of Mary, mm-hmm. and you get the story of Elizabeth and John, mm-hmm. and you get the story of Joseph. The dynamics of that. Yeah. Uh, then you think about the shepherds because you know they were on the the lowest uh, of the social society. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting that they were the first to receive the announcement. That's right. And then you think of the angels. Mm-hmm. And I think most of our discussions and thoughts center around those things, but in that order. Yeah. And those poor old angels are the last ones <laughs> we think of. Yeah. And uh, But aren't they a big part yeah. of Christmas? Yeah, we... Yeah, we were talking and we just decided, let's explore that a little further. Like, who who were, were these angels and yeah. what, who are angels in general, you know? Because um, they're part such a big part of the Christmas story. I oh, mean, yeah. they, they appear three or four times at least, you know, just in the the readings that we always read at Christmas time. And we'll talk about those in a second. But Yeah, um, I love that verse in the Bible that's every, every time a bell is rung. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's not scripture. <laughs> It's a Wonderful Life. It's that's a Wonderful a, Life. A, yeah. <laughs> Clarence the Angel. That, yeah. He's a famous biblical angel, right? Yeah. No, that, hey, Hollywood's tried to emulate uh-huh. the Bible. That was good, though, wasn't it? It was good. It was good. Well, here, you know, uh, you, you know, we love Billy Graham. Billy's always been solid, you know, all the stuff he talks about. But he, uh, here's what he says about angels. He actually wrote a book about angels. Mm-hmm. and It's uh, a good one, too. He says, I believe in angels because the Bible says they're angels. And I believe the Bible to be the true word of God. We face dangers every day of which we're not even aware. Often God intervenes on our behalf Mm -hmm. through the use of his angels. Angels are spiritual beings. That is, they don't have physical bodies that you can see or touch. The Bible calls them ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation. Hebrews 1.14. He says at times they can assume physical form. When that happens, they can be seen by us. The Bible indicates this happens only rarely, but it does happen. At times, their appearance is glorious and radiant, and they're immediately recognized as angelic beings. At the end of the present age, for example, the Bible says, angelic hosts of heaven will accompany Christ as he comes again in glory. And that's out of Matthew 25, 31. At other times, however, they are unrecognized because they appear as ordinary humans. The Bible says that some people have entertained or welcomed angels without even knowing it. Mm. Hebrews 13, 2. And the last thing he says is we should take great comfort in the fact that we're never alone if we have Christ, but we're never alone because he lives within us by his Holy Spirit. But we're also never alone because his angels are constantly with us. The Bible says he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Mm-hmm. Psalm 9111. Isn't that awesome? It is. And, you know, coming from Billy Graham, uh, that is that's really uh, strong. Yeah. As far as for me, because he was such a credible faithful student of the Bible, claimer of the gospel, all the way then. And I think he said somewhere else that he's, he himself never saw an angel that he knows of, yeah. but he believes in him because the Bible, he believes the Bible. <laughs> well, you know, there's that's, that's another subject, and that is there are things in the Bible that we can believe, though we have never experienced it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, I mean, there, there are things that, uh, maybe even doctrinal differences that, that churches have that, are focused on one thing over the other. And I think it's important for us to be able to understand that maybe we don't understand something 
we still have the need to believe it if it's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I tend toward looking at it that way. I'm going to believe everything in the Bible uh, because I think the Bible is truth. I think it's it's the Word of God. I think it's without mistakes. I just think that we have to uh, dive into it to understand it mm. more deeply. But uh, the fact is, is that I think I'll have to spend a lifetime trying to understand and never accomplish that but I still believe it. <laughs> well, you know, Jim Pennington, our staff guy in Central Coast, mm-hmm. he, uh, he uh, in his story, he talks about he was going through a really difficult time in his life and his family, and, and so he was really searching for answers, and he ended up going to a support group somewhere at some someplace, and, uh, and this guy, he said he was a fireman, came up to him and said, I don't think this is really what you're looking for. Have you ever heard of influencers? You ought to go to the influencers group. I think you'd fit in with those guys. Mm-hmm. And, and Jim kind of thought it was interesting and strange. And so he, he was even surprised, but he followed up and, and went and found influencers. Well, later he got to know Les Piercy and all that and, and, and influencers changed his life. Yeah. Well, then he, was, he, he never saw the guy. He never ran into the fireman ever. And then he asked Les, was there a, is there a fireman that's been part of this? And he said Les had no idea who he was talking about. Yeah. So Jim wonders to this day. I wouldn't. Was that an angel? Yeah. Well, it, it sure changed his uh, life trajectory in every way. Oh yeah. Him personally, and then his marriage was restored, and then his ministry has been established, and he's making tons of disciples over there on the Central Coast in California. Yeah. And. Uh, and, you know, uh, he can just say, I don't know about a lot of stuff, but there's one thing I know, and that is Jesus is real. Mm-hmm. And uh, intimacy with him is possible. Mm-hmm. And the fruit that comes out of it is, as promised, is will happen. Yeah. You know, there's one other verse that's come up in front of me a couple times here recently, and this is in Matthew 18.10, and it says, and it was talk, right before that he was holding up a child saying, unless you become like a child, if you want to be like a child, then you can be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Like a child is the greatest. And then later he says, see that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my father in heaven. And and it just it sounded so personal when I read it. Their yeah, angels. It does. And, you know, and it made me think about the idea of a guardian angel. You know, is do I have an angel assigned to me? I don't know for sure, but that blessed my heart. I don't believe angels are real, and they're all around us. Mm-hmm. I think we can't see them all the time. Uh, Elisha's servant, when they were being pressed in by the enemy, mm-hmm. Elisha uh, wasn't panicking at all, but his servant was freaking out. And then God, uh, he said a prayer, God, open his eyes so he can see. And it says he saw angels all over the, the hillside protecting them on chariots and everything. Right. I mean, so we have no idea, the angels that are all around yeah. protecting us and guarding us. So that, that blesses me just to think about it. Of course. Well, you know, the, the thing is, angels are messengers from God. Uh-huh. And they are dispatched from God. And they are, they are not omnipotent. They no. can only be in one place at one time. I mm-hmm. mean, like Satan was an angel. Yeah. And then fallen angel. And he cannot be everywhere at one time. Mm-hmm. Only one place at a time. Right. And, um, and so there are limitations on angels. But the the, but the thing about it is they obviously are very powerful and able to influence. Mm-hmm. And they they are just heavenly angels are dispatched from God, from heaven to us. But, you know, there are other there are earthly angels, too, because uh, and when you read in Revelations where you have uh, 
you know, the letters that are being written to the churches, they, it, it, is, it starts off by send this letter to the angel mm-hmm. at the church in whatever they are. Which, they were which lends itself to believe that angels are assigned to at certain posts. It could, but it also lends it to believe that that's a word for messenger, which is the pastor of that church. Ah, uh-huh. okay. So, you know, I don't, honestly, just in my thinking, why would an angel be writing an angel? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's necessary, but I do believe, I believe that writing a letter to a messenger, because here's where I come from. I think they're angelic hosts. Mm-hmm that are sent from God to protect and encourage. I think that there are human messengers sent from God Mm. to do the same with other people. Mm. Uh, I think that we are, uh, have you ever had a time when you felt like God was leading you to speak to a person who was greatly discouraged? Sure. And you brought to them good news? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that makes you a messenger from God. Yeah, right. And, and in a way, an angel from God, too. Mm. So I think that they're both. Mm. I think that there's the angelic host, and I think that there are those people who are messengers from God. Um, because you have to look at the definition of, of angel. It means messenger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the Christmas story in particular is just, is has so much uh mystery you know and 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 opportunity for faith you know from the very beginning Mm -hmm. and let me just let me just read a couple of these little accounts here this is what where the really the beginning of the christmas story doesn't start with jesus it starts with zachariah um it says while he was serving as a priest before god when his division was on duty according to the custom of the priesthood he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the lord and burn incense the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense and there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing in the right side of the altar of incense. Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, and f- in fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. You shall call his name John. You'll have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord. He must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. And uh, anyway, I love all the words in there, you know, that that John the Baptist was going to be born. Well, first first of all, I love the fact that uh, this couple has been so faithful, even though they their heart's desire was to have a child and they were advanced in years and probably thought that was that was gone. Yeah. And he gave them the desire of their heart later in life, you know, because he had something really big. I mean, yeah. they gave birth to one of the most significant figures, you know, outside of Jesus in the in the Bible, really. Um, but the other thing is when when he saw the angel it says he was afraid. Now when you hear that, you don't picture a little cherub angel. <laughs> <laughs> it it must be a big, you know, imposing figure. Yeah. Well, obviously, when they materialize in front of you, that's enough to scare you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. But, I, but, yeah, I think that uh, I imagine they kind of have to be pretty tough people to do the things they do. Yeah. You know, from the standpoint of battling and uh, the things they have to battle against. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think there's a an Old Testament story that the scripture. I mean, the person was asked for help, and God 
sent an angel, but he was delayed in getting there because he had to fight his way in. Yeah, that's you right. Remember where that is? It's in Daniel, I believe. Okay. Yeah. yeah, had to fight his way in. Yeah, they're warring. I mean, they're yeah, mm-hmm. they're warriors in the in the heavenlies. Um, so so there's an there's an angel shows up, and then and then a little bit later in Luke, uh, we read that uh, the angel Gabriel actually had a name was sent to the city of Galilee uh, named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. He came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was troubled, greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And he said, Do not be afraid. There's two times, by the way, that the angel said, Do not be afraid. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, we don't need to be afraid of angels. Um, but Mary, you, you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. You shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. So, anyway. Yeah, that's, um, again, that's a proclamation. Mm -hmm. He was sent from God. And, um, you know, uh, one thing that uh, probably needs to be said about this podcast and and the subject that we're dealing with is that we're not students of the Bible with concerns angels. Right. And, you know, I'm sure that there are theologians that have, you know, very, very strong understanding. And we certainly would not want to offend them Mm -hmm. uh, because we will never put ourselves out from the standpoint of knowing the ins and outs of angels. But we know they're they're true. We know we believe it because it's in the Bible. And and what we're trying to bring here is the significant role the angels played in the Christmas story. Mm. Like for instance, those angels that were that greeted the, the shepherds. Mm-hmm. They were all in the sky. I mean, they were going like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they they were proclaiming. I mean, it was a celebration. Yeah. I mean, it was fireworks. I mean, I could see in my mind, my creative mind, that there's stuff going on in the sky that those shepherds are looking up and saying, what in the world are we seeing here? Mm-hmm. It was a tension getter. Yeah. And then, of course, they were given the, the great news. And, and then they went to see this baby born in that manger. But, you know, that's a, the way we're approaching this. Is mm-hmm. we, we read it in the Bible. It's in, it's in the story of, of Christmas. Angels played a part. Yeah. They played a big part in that. And, and, I, and I just, I, and personally, I like to think about, you know, trying to see the scene in my mind's eye, what it was like for them and how they felt. Mm-hmm. And as a child growing up, I think that that's what I did. I think I, that's where I got into the innocent anticipation of Christmas, looking at it in the biblical story and the imagination of what it must have been like. Mm. And I still try to capture that now. Well, you've heard the term, the wonder of Christmas, right? Yeah. Kind of like it's the, just the, 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 like they, I said, it's a mystery, but it's like there's a wonder and awe. And, and I think there's some surprises. You know, I think Zechariah was surprised that that this angel would come and, and they would bless them at this late in their age and give them this, this oh, blessing. Yeah. I think Mary was surprised that God would come visit her through the angel and, and then this birth that she was going to have, that yeah. she's going to bear the Savior of the world. 
and uh, Joseph thought he was, you know, marrying a virgin and then she's pregnant, you yeah. know, what a surprise. Um, and to his credit, he, he thought about running away from it, but he, the angel helped him realize it's mm -hmm. okay. And he was obedient to God through the, the angel's word. And, a, and an angel came to Sarah and announced that she will have a child this time next year. Remember mm -hmm. that? Yeah, yeah. In scripture. And she was old, real old. Yeah. And uh, so I want to caution women out there, if an angel shows up, <laughs> you might be having a baby. <laughs> I heard, I just heard about a 42-year-old woman just the other day that just got pregnant. Well, that's not too old. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that in this in today's culture, they might think that. Yeah. But yeah. How old? 42. Oh, no, that's... That's easy, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When you get up 62, 72, <laughs> 82, 92, now, yeah. now we're talking. <laughs> but I guess the, the point I'm thinking is is uh, be open. Be open. Have your heart open to God at Christmas time and what he might want to show you. He might have some surprises to show you. Yeah, Not necessarily a visitation of an angel, but maybe the Holy Spirit might might communicate mm -hmm. something to somebody this this Christmas in a new way. Well, let me share what you what, what I do. Okay. And uh, when I was a child living in Mississippi, and we lived outside the, the town, little town there, but it didn't have the competing lights. Uh, and so I would go out on a cold night, and uh, and I would wrap up real good. I'm by myself now as a child. I go out in my in the yard there, and I would look into the sky. Had good youth eyes then. All the stars were pinpoints then. Now they're furry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, but I'd go out there and I would, uh, and I had just been taught the Christmas story in uh, church and been the manger scene and all that. And and I would go out there and I would just, uh, with my imagination, imagine what that was like. And, um, and I still do it today. I still do it today. I go out at night, and I and I try to imagine what that must have been like. And uh, so I would say, if you want to get into the Christmas uh, mood, try that out. Sometimes mm -hmm. you might see what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, and just think about the star that would have been hanging in the sky. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, that's right. The whole thing. Yeah. That's probably better than looking for the red dot to be Rudolph's nose got in the sleigh. Dude, well, that's what we used to do when we were show up. Yeah, when we were kids, we were looking for that, looking for Rudolph. Oh, that's just an antenna. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> with a red dot on it. Yeah. Anyway, um, but you know, Rocky, there's a lot of people out there who probably are um, disappointed of the, the lot life has you know given them, you know, or their or, or unanswered prayers. You know, yeah. like like Zechariah and Elizabeth, all these years praying for a baby unanswered, um, or people that are confused or troubled about things, and then God visits them, and then He says, "Don't be afraid." You know, and I, and I hope that people that if you're in that and listen to this podcast that that you don't lose hope, that you don't lose hope that He's with you, He loves you, He as we teach in the journey, He knows, He cares, He's willing, He's able to enter into your life this Christmas, mm -hmm. wherever you are. And and I know there's people hurting because they they lost a loved one. This is the first Christmas without somebody that, that, that should yeah. be there. Uh, or just they're going through some difficult times and it's hard to be joyful at Christmas, you know? Yeah. And what do you say to someone like that, Rocky? 
Well, I say there, there, there becomes a tipping point in your life as you get older and you look back and you see good and bad times. You never see always bad or always good. Mm -hmm. And so uh, by experience, I can tell you that some of the darkest hours that uh, joy came in the morning. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, and, and I've even recently, I've seen darkness that's come at my family and then I've seen light shine on darkness. Mm -hmm. And a few weeks ago, I was feeling really down. But now I feel, I feel, I feel fine. Mm. And I think that that's the way life is. And if you expect life to be anything different, then you're going to be disappointed. So if you embrace life as it is, and that is the good with the bad, when you have the good, enjoy it, celebrate it, share it. But when you're going through the difficult times, keep your hope alive and remember, it won't always be this way mm -hmm. because joy comes in the morning. Mm. And uh, I think that we have to do a good job with our own perspectives. We have to think through things and ask the question, well, what do I, what do I want to think about here? Do I want to think about what I've lost or what I still have? Do I want to think about what I uh, want or, or do I think about what I have? I mean, do I want to allow myself to have a day of my life taken from me because of something I can't control? Or do I want to invest my faith in he who can control and live in under that joy? Mm -hmm. That's a perspective we choose. And I think Christmas is a good time to choose that perspective. And the good thing about that, it, it, Christmas precedes the new year. Mm -hmm. And we have another chance to live it all over again. So let the new year begin here at Christmas mm. with a celebration that we have because our King has come. Well, and the word that's coming to my mind right this second is reconciliation. Mm. And we had a staff call this week and there were like four different men shared stories of reconciliation uh, in their families, some difficult things that were yeah. getting reconciled. Yeah. And isn't that what Christmas is all about? Reconciling us back to God oh, through yeah. Jesus. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah. I mean, that's uh, a, <laughs> Jesus said, I come to restore that which was lost. Uh -huh. What was lost was that uh, relationship that we had with our creator. Mm -hmm. And now it's been reestablished. Unfortunately, a lot of people just don't yet enter into the depth of it. Yeah. Uh, because there's more to it than just the practice of your belief. It's actually more belief takes you to the place where you live mm -hmm. and you enjoy that relationship with him. And I think as long as we have that unfulfilled, we're going to still have a longing in us. But if we will move our time and attention and efforts toward that intimate abiding relationship with Jesus Christ, then we'll begin to find life as he wants us to have it in spite of the circumstances. That's right. That's right. And and I'll remind everybody one more time to be sure to entertain strangers because you never know. They might be angels in disguise. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> They're all around us. So <laughs> yeah. uh, you never know. God may, you might be blessing uh, an angel. You don't even realize it, right. you know, because right. a lot of people do uh, get outside of themselves at Christmas time and mm. are generous and bless strangers <clears throat> on the street even, you know, with, sure. you know, in different ways. So uh, I'm sure our influencers are those kind of people. So, yeah, they are. 
So, so Rocky, uh, kind of uh, as we wrap up, uh, you love the the song. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Right. We always every Christmas episode we close with that song. Yeah. Why do you like that song? Tell them what it's about. Well, I heard that song growing up, and I didn't. It didn't impact me as much as the one now, the the version that we use, which is Casting Crowns. Casting Crowns, that's right. And uh, and the passion of that, and of course the writer of that song was first a poet, uh, Wadsworth, William Longfellow Wadsworth. And uh, and he wrote that after he had lost his son. And it was during the Civil War. Mm. And uh, he also, uh, well, he didn't lose his son. His son was wounded, but his wife had, had burned in an accident and she had died. Mm. But he was really down. He was really in despair. Uh, but it was Christmas Day, and then the bells started ringing on Christmas days, Christmas Day. And and if you'll listen to the words, you'll f- talk about the sound of battles and wars and everything. And it said that when he wrote that, that there was cannon fire in the distance that was going off. But the bells announcing Christmas began ringing in the town, in the valley, and that's when he wrote it. Mm. And then I think the the current song has such a almost a passionate type appeal. And if you look at the uh, video that goes with it, uh, it it visits the battlefield, mm. and it gives it gives a better impression of what that's how that song was written. Mm. But uh, yeah. So you would encourage them to probably stay on and listen to the full song if they yeah, if they or can. even even go to the video that they have because it has the depictions of the of what they're describing i think uh angel studios made a movie of the of the story uh-huh. yeah yeah so i haven't seen it yet but I, I i saw it advertised and i think it's out there somewhere to stream but um yeah that's awesome um well to wrap up i would just say uh, i've been we've been focusing on advent even in our prayer calls and we've been talking about advent and and i uh i shared that i read something that said christ comes three times uh, and it, he comes, came at Bethlehem years ago. He's going to come again at the end of the age, but he's also coming today in our present day lives through his spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, and so the, the word Maranatha means come, Lord Jesus, come, mm-hmm. to come, whatever. So that's why people say that, come, Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that's what we say this Christmas time, and come, come, Lord Jesus. Oh, yes. Come today. Come, we know you're coming back, but... Uh, Let's just let's anticipate you're coming today in our lives this Christmas. Yeah. So we can. That's right. All right. Well, uh, this has been the Influencers Network podcast, our Christmas broadcast. Uh, Rocky and I say Merry Christmas to all you influencers out there who are out there making disciples, out there shedding the fruit of the spirit to your spheres of influence. And uh, we're excited about a new year next year. And uh the further work on our movie project that we're doing, which you can learn more about on our, on our website. We have a whole page about the movie on, on the influencers.org website. Um, and all the new journey groups starting internationally and all that. So we're, we're really, really excited about next year and where God's taking us. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, anyway, uh, this has been the Influencers Network podcast, and I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries. I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. Merry Christmas, everybody. 
mild and sweet their songs repeat of peace on earth goodwill to men and the Despair, I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said. For hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth. Peace on earth.